Hello, I'm Sharon Brooks, director of Undercover Live. Today we'll be following police detective Charlie Foster. Walt Disney World is a wondrous place at any time. But at night, it takes on an even greater charm and a feeling of magic, as if anything is possible. Hello, hi there, welcome to my park. How you doing? Come on, everybody, let's celebrate! W, w Radio, your information station. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I am your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 340 for the week of October 20th, 2013. I'm here to help you have the best possible Disney vacation experience and bring you a little bit of Disney magic wherever you are with this podcast, videos, blog, live broadcasts, special events, my Walt Disney World trivia books, audio tour CDs, and more. You can find everything over at wdwradio.com. So I'll open up the inbox this week and answer more of your emails, including questions about the walk around the world bricks, Disney's Magical Express, where to find attraction backstories, Duffy and his lady friend, the best quick service dining locations, my recommended Disneyland restaurants, Mickey's Backyard Barbecue, my magic bands, and my favorite moderate resort in Walt Disney World. We'll also debate the best steak on property, and then I'll look for your feedback and opinions about what resort you wouldn't mind being trapped in for the weekend. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned for some updates and announcements and more of your voicemails at the end of the show. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. This podcast, my videos, the blogs, my books, and audio tours are all meant to help you enjoy and more importantly, appreciate all of your visits to Walt Disney World, not just by introducing you to things like overlooked experiences and tips and stories and details to get the most out of it, but I really want to help you learn and understand more about what you are experiencing and things you may have missed even on past visits. And I also want to be able to help you individually as well as sort of a, as a community in general, because I think the best way to help is by hearing your questions directly and answering them and sharing them with others on the show, because chances are your question is one that other listeners have as well. So I'm once gonna, again going to open up the overflowing inbox, and I'm joined once again by somebody who also loves helping people plan and enjoy their vacations as well. She loves yellow cards at Disney resorts, thinks the Bellevue Lounge should be called the Mankin Room, and that the Cozy Cone should deliver, don't we all? She is Becky Mankin from MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Wow. Okay. So how long does it take you to come up with this stuff really? <laughs> <laughs> Weeks. That's why it's been so long since our last email segment, because I was trying to figure out how to introduce you. I, I kind of figured that there has to be some planning that goes in there because sadly, a lot of that's true. All that's true. So, Anything yeah. I've ever said has actually been true. So <laughs> I'm actually with you at the Cozy Cone delivering. I would probably never leave my room at whatever Disneyland resort I was staying at. You really do like those cones, don't oh you? Oh, my God. Listen, everything tastes better when it's served in an edible bread cone in Cars Land. 
Chili okay. con carne and the, the chicken verde. Oh my god, I need to go back. When are we go go, yeah, we need to go back to Disneyland. We need that, to go back. We'll talk right? we'll talk Disneyland. Actually, we're probably gonna talk a little bit of Disneyland today too. Oddly enough, there will be food involved. Really? Shocker of all shockers. All right, listen. Uh, I, I said it, and I and I not to discourage you because I want. Listen, if you have a question about Disney World, Land, Cruise, Adventures by Disney, whatever it may be, email me at Lou at wdwradio.com. Every so often, I open up the inbox. Becky comes on, and we answer questions about vacation planning, history, trivia, whatever it may be. Let's crack the inbox open right away and get right into right the on. first question, which is oddly enough, not about food. Although I'm sure I'll sneak it in there somewhere. All right. The first one comes from Jeff Smith. He is from Danville, Pennsylvania. He says, Dear Lou, on my last trip to Walt Disney World in 1999, when he partied as if it was like that year, he purchased an engraved brick as part of the Walk Around the World program. I understand this program never became fully realized, but the bricks had been laid. On my next trip, I want to get a picture of this brick. What resources are available to me to track down exactly where my brick is? Thanks, Lou. Love the show again. That is from Jeff Smith in Danville, Pennsylvania. So, Becky, first, let's sort of lay the groundwork and establish what these walk-around-the-world bricks are because chances are people have seen them, but they may not know them by name. So go back to the 90s. This was sort of the, the Disney decade. And Disney introduced something which I thought at the time was awesome, right? We all want to so very much be a part of this place that we love so much. And they gave you a chance to own, and I'm using air quotes as if you could see me, own a little piece of Walt Disney World. They gave you a chance to purchase a hexagonal brick, right? So if you've walked into the Magic Kingdom and looked down, you've seen thousands of these laid. And what they were going to do was... Uh, surround the Seven Seas Lagoon with a walking path starting at the Magic Kingdom, following the monorail route completely around uh, the Seven Seas Lagoon. It didn't exactly happen. It stopped about halfway over to the Grand Floridian. They also went over to the TTC, the Contemporary, and over at the Polynesian. So on your brick, you were given a, uh, a letter and a number that you can kind of decode to help identify where your brick would be. It would have a W-E-C-H or P, west of the Magic Kingdom, east of the Magic Kingdom, contemporary. H, for some reason, was the TTC, and P <laughs> was the Polynesian. And you could buy uh, a brick for about 85 to $125 or so. They also, for a short period of time, Becky, sold those very cool gray ones. Those were about no. $250. Uh, they stopped in 2000. They sold a few more in 2007 uh, for some special occasions, but they obviously haven't sold them in years. Now, for a while, the ticket kiosk, the old ticket kiosk that is in the front of Magic Kingdom, which is now Will Call, used to be a place that you could go and they would look it up for you. You'd give them a name. When you got your brick, you actually got a little map, sort of a, a, a decoder key telling you where it was, but right. they no longer have that. So the long answer to the short question is you might be spending a lot of time looking down, walking, walking around. <laughs> oh, you're walking. Use the WECHP to sort of identify where it could be. But unfortunately, they used to have an online service that you could look it up to, and there's no way to sort of find it now. I don't know if guest relations could help you, but I don't think so. One thing, because I have a few of these because I got sucked right into this. I was one of those people that every time I visited, which was at that point like once a year, not once a month, and I would have to buy a brick for, you know, to commemorate something like our I thought it was every time you had a new man. So it's like, Becky loves Chris. Becky loves John. Becky loves... (laughs) 
Wow. I've got no, 17 not, bricks. Not quite that way, no. <laughs> but there there are a few. Um, commemorated when a bunch of my my best friends um, hung out together and in, in Disney World for the first time, you know, when our anniversary, that type of thing. Now, when it's been a while um, since I went on a search for my bricks, but what we did was we did go to the Magic Kingdom guest services window. And they were able to help us with the numbers and kind of point them out where they should be on the map. Um, but it's been, it's been a couple of years since I actually asked about them, but it might be worth a try to stop by and, and see if they uh, are able to kind of point you in the right direction. Yeah, it never hurts to ask. I don't know if they can. But again, if you sort of use that, the, the locations, again, the W, the E, the CHP, it will sort of at least give you a general idea of where your brick may be. And it's actually too bad. I, I like this idea. It was similar to leave a legacy at Epcot, whether you love or, or maybe don't love the giant monoliths out in front of Spaceship Earth. Uh, yeah. They discontinued that around 2007. Like you, I also bought into the idea of my face is in Disney World forever. <laughs> um, you know, my parents got one. My brother got one. I got one. We're all sort of in there together. Um, you can't buy those anymore. You can't look those up either. So there's really kind of no way to get that permanent, you know, uh, reminder of yourself or your visit or any sort of way to sort of permanently commemorate yourself in the parks like that uh, anymore. Uh, I think there could have been some cool ideas over at the studios doing like mm -hmm. a handprint kind of thing. Uh, putting your handprint somewhere or rotating those through, maybe it, uh, the, the cost would have to be different. But I did sort of like the idea that there's always a sort of a piece of me left at the Magic Kingdom. Um, yeah. It was it was kind of sad, though, when you first read it, obviously, that they only guarantee that it'll be there for 10 years. Right. So it's not there forever. But I loved the idea. I just I immediately was drawn to it. And, and when I was in Paris not too long ago, they have bricks that they had sold. And that's all over in front of Disneyland. It was a little bit later than the 1990s. So it, the idea definitely had legs. And it was very popular. And I would, I'd love to see it come back again, personally. Yeah. And it's funny because I remember the lawyer and me coming out. If you read the fine print, they made it very clear. You do not own that brick, nor do you own the space above or right. below it. So you own, <laughs> you have no ownership interest uh, in Walt Disney World or in Lake Buena Vista itself. So, but uh, yep. leave it to the lawyers. Yeah. So Make I sure. wonder how many people listening have bricks and have actually found their bricks. I think I have two. And I still have, did you get the little wooden thing that you get to bring home? You get the certificate yeah. and little, yeah. So yeah. I, I don't. I think, I, think I, think I have one by the Polynesian and one by the TTC. I have four. No, I, I, haven't, think I haven't visited my brick in years. Oh, we gotta go. There we go. <laughs> we should we go and clean it. It's like our. It's like our Hollywood Walk of Fame. We go, we clean it, and, <laughs> and come back. So. Yeah. There's All, right. On the All right. Let us move on to Courtney's question. She says, hey, Lou, I'm going to be traveling to Walt Disney World soon with my family and my grandparents. It's easier to rent a car when our grandparents are with us as they have trouble standing for long periods of time. However, we are wondering, could we still use Disney's Magical Express luggage service, although we won't be riding the bus? Is this even possible, she says. Thanks for any assistance you can provide. Love the show. Great meeting you at the New York City meet this past summer, Courtney. So, Becky, the question is, if they're staying on property, they have obviously access to the free Disney's Magical Express. They'd love to have their luggage auto-magically delivered to the resort, although they're going to be driving their own car. Can they sort of send their luggage on Magical Express while driving themselves? I really hate to be the bearer of bad news, but the answer is no. Um, Disney will not just trans 
for the luggage. They need the people who are attached to the luggage to go with it on the bus. So unfortunately, they're not going to allow you to take advantage of the luggage service without actually being on the bus. And it makes sense. If you sort of think yeah. it out, I mean, at the very minimum, just for security reasons, you don't want right. to sort of separate you from, from the luggage. And I think that's, you know, a major part of the reason for sure. But it, uh, I know that they had looked at that at one point, but it just wasn't feasible for security and other reasons. So unfortunately not. Put it in the back of the, the, um, the rental car and it will magically be transported with you to the resort. <laughs> All right, next move on to a question from Kim Brower. says, hey, Lou, thanks to my grandparents, my brother and I spent a lot of time in Walt Disney World when we were growing up. We've never lost our love for the most magical place on Earth. Now I find myself a mother of two, and I'm excited to pass on to them my love of this magical place. It's amazing how quickly that turnaround happens. Unfortunately, we're not going to be able to make a trip every year, so I'm hoping every three to four years. Because we won't be able to go every year, I want to make sure that each trip is as magical and meaningful as possible. While I look forward to and plan our next trip later this year, I've been thinking a lot about how each attraction tells a story and how, in spite of my many trips as a child, I never learned all these stories. So my question for you is, do you have a recommendation of a book or website where all the stories behind the attractions are told? I'd love to read up before our next trip. Also, I have a bonus question. I love it on your show whenever I hear snippets from attractions, especially snippets you'd hear only in the parks, like the monorail warning, please stand clear of the doors, the haunted mansion, now I will raise a safety bar and a ghost will follow you home. Do you know where I can find a collection of these sounds from around the parks? Love the show. Love listening on long road trips. You make the time fly. That's probably because you fell asleep. Thanks so much, Lou. All right, so first things first, um, the recommendations about books or websites for all the attraction stories. So like Becky, I'll be the somewhat bearer of bad news is that unfortunately there is no real kind of great big book of Imagineering. You would think that there would be a, a place, uh, even sort of that Imagineering would have, that they would go to like this, I, I imagine this giant old thing with the metal clasp and they open it up and there's all the stories of the attractions in there. And that really <laughs> doesn't exist. What I would do, do though is recommend to you a couple of different resources. Certainly, one of the things I try and do on the show, not to sound self-serving, but when I do things like DSIs or detailed segments with Jim Corcus or Ryan or some of the other people, I like de delving into the stories of not just attractions, but the shops and the restaurants because Disney does such an amazing job of creating an environment based on a story that unfortunately you can't walk into the Emporium and read about. You've got to sort of piece it together and you need some sometimes help doing that. So one of the other uh, resources that I would highly, highly recommend are the Imagineering Field Guides. Those are written by mm. Alex Wright and Imagineer. They are small but chock full of amazing amounts of information. Jim Corcus's books, The Vault of Walt, Volume 1, and his brand new book, The Walt of, Vault of Walt, Volume 2, has some great stories. Again, just another resource that I would recommend, even if I didn't write them myself, my trivia books and my audio tours, that is really what I try and do, especially in the audio walking tours, is give you some of the details and the stories and the backgrounds. What I'm going to do is I'm going to post links to some of my favorite books. You can visit wdwradio.com slash resources. I've posted a lot of them there. The link you uh, right over to where you can get them over on Amazon if you're interested. Um, and again, really high on the list of the Imagining Field Guides and some of the, the Imagining books put out by Disney. Hey, for some of us, that could actually be our Christmas wish list. There you Just go. Just saying. Make up your, <laughs> I love the Amazon wish list. 
It's like, oh, listen, yeah. mom and dad, this is what I want. Don't go to the store on Black Friday. Just pick and choose and have it shipped. There you go. So let's, uh, oh, the second part of your question, you asked about the sound clips. Um, you know, not to overstate the obvious, Google is your friend. Uh, if you search for Walt Disney World sounds, Walt Disney World MP3s, Walt Disney World ringtones, a lot of people have either recorded audio or shared audio that you can find. And, and it, you know, look, you can always tell the Disney fan in their room because when their phone rings, it's either the Haunted Mansion graveyard background loop or the sound of the people mover, <laughs> and you know you are among your people. So Yeah, and the texts come through, and you get that little, you know, yeah. You, you can definitely tell who are the Disney fans. So what is – Becky Menken, what is your – Disney ringtone, your Disney sound. Give me one that plays on your phone. I have two. I have two main ones. My my main ringtone is the Haunted Mansion theme. And my second one is, of course, for you, which is the whole... Um, Don't sing it. Don't <laughs> <laughs> I almost did. It's the Mater song. The Toe Mater song from, from the ride. Twistin', twirlin', whippin', whirlin'. Sing it. Oddly Come enough, it, it's your ringtone as well, too. Yeah, see? that We're, we're the Disney geek, geeks in the room right now. Of course, when I usually hear yours, my, my eyes roll and I just put it on mute and I ignore it and move along. All right, <laughs> let us move on to an email that comes from master that. I Brittany master Becker. Mm-hmm. Get an iPhone. He says, hey, Lou, my husband and I love listening to your shows. We love Tim, Ouch. Jim, and Becky. Aw, how sweet. No, there was a question mark after that. We have a question for you. When we were in Walt Disney World in January, we brought our Duffy with us everywhere. Duffy is huge, love it or not. One of the security guards told us that he was going to be getting a girlfriend in May. We can't wait for Shelly May. Have you heard this rumor? And if so, when do you think she'll be available to purchase online since we live in Colorado and can only make it to a park every other year? Please answer our question. We are so, with many O's, excited. Thank you again. That's from Brittany Becker. Listen, she's Duffy, cute. She's cute. Brittany's yeah, cute. She, I'm sure Brittany's no, very she, cute. She's a good person, she, too. And Shelly like Duffy, May. like Duffy, she's probably a good hugger. Right? Probably. I've got my big Duffy. Duffy's he's soft and like you, Becky, he's soft and cuddly. Aw, actually, there's a backhanded there's comment. A, <laughs> I think that could have been a compliment. <laughs> Maybe there was an insult in there, too. But Shelly May, and look, Go if you ahead. think Duffy is big here, go to Japan. Because oh. Duffy is bigger than Mickey Mouse. People dress, they carry, they bring, they photograph their Duffies, they sit them at the table. I mean, Duffy is huge. Play Duffy. L- hey, listen, whatever works for you. <laughs> and Shelly May is his lady friend. You know, we'll just call him his lady friend. Like Minnie Mouse, it's sort of ambiguous about what their relationship is. But yeah, there is a sort of female Duffy in Japan that I don't think really has made it over stateside yet. And I do not believe that you can actually buy her online as yet either. I I heard that, that she was in Tokyo and that obviously, again, Google is your friend. I'm sure that there's some eBay ability to buy such a an animal, literally. Um, I do know that she was also spotted in Paris from what I understand as well. But when I was there, I did not see any um, Shelly May for sale. Right. But I have a feeling that you She's might coming. be able to. Yeah, I would. pretty popular from what I understand. And, of course, you can actually meet Shelly May in Tokyo, Paris. So there's two more trips we need to take. Exactly. And, so you can get a hug. And, and, you know, it's funny. It's interesting that there is sort of a, a large Duffy community yeah. of people that, that, you know, look, I've, I've heard and I've read about you know, Duffy and Shelley May meetups, not just in the parks, but on the cruise line. 
Like it was like, oh, dinner with Duffy and Shelley May. I'm like, wow, I've never heard of that before. And it was a sort of enthusiast organized group says, hey, bring your Duffy's and Shelley Mays, dress them up because we're all going to dinner on the dream or the fantasy, whatever it was. So there was wow. a, a yes. The people, they love their Duffy. Who knew? And I'm telling you, get the big <laughs> one. He's he's I'm not saying that I hug my Duffy, but just, you know. Whatever. I'm, anyway. I'm sure that there's plenty of hugs to go around. <laughs> All right. Scott Williams from Brooklyn, New York says, hey, Lou, my wife and I love this show. The other day we had an interesting debate and thought it could be an interesting exercise for the podcast sometime. Imagine, if you will, you had a three-day weekend to be, quote unquote, trapped at a single Walt Disney World resort. You could do anything the resort offers, pools, dining, shows, even the monorail and watercraft departing from your resort but you cannot get off the transportation, only enjoy the ride. Oh, that's just wrong. You can also assume the room of your choice, and ADRs are available. Personally, we couldn't decide between Animal Kingdom Lodge and the Polynesian. Jiko, Boma, Sanaa versus Ohana, Kona, they're all awesome. And how do you top Savannah View or an on-site Dole Whip with wishes? So the question from Scott is, where would you and your guests choose to stay and why? Keep up the great work, Scott Williams. So, Becky, I, I know what your answer is already. All-star sports, third floor, facing wow. the parking lot. That's all you. Like, that's it, right? Is that? What What did you do with the person that you introduced? Because that's <laughs> totally a whole different me, like, from several years ago. This this is hard. Because oh, come on. I've I mean, got wait, wait, you laid on. out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Listen. Wait. Wait, right, wait, listen. wait. Okay. Time out. Relax. Breathe. Because on a monorail resort, obviously that that sounds the best. And immediately I go to the poly because the pool, the better cocktails, you know, the whole nine yards. But wouldn't it be cruel though to keep going by the Magic Kingdom and not be able to get off the monorail to go in? No, because depending on where you stay, you uh-huh. grab a a cocktail. I'm thinking as you, and you sit out on the beach of the Polynesian. You watch wishes with the music piped in. You hang out, you dig your feet in the sand, you watch the electrical water pageant go by. And you get to play in the pool with the cocktails. And of course, you've got Ohana, and you've got, I mean, you've got some really good restaurants in there as well, which have entertainment associated. So there's a a lot going on in the Polynesian, and that's, I think, where my brain went immediately. Obviously, the Animal Kingdom Lodge is incredible because there's so much to do there and so many great restaurants to eat at. And with the right room overlooking the Savannah, you've got, you wouldn't have to leave the resort and be very entertained and have a wonderful experience. But there's something about being on the monorail and even just riding the monorail as if it was an attraction. So you can go through the contemporary and you can see the Magic Kingdom, even though you can't get off and you would probably be screaming as you go past. Um, to, to have that magical experience with seeing wishes, I, I, I might have to lean that direction. I actually thought you were going to go to your home base uh, oh, and the, you room, know? the room which you stole from me because <laughs> an argument could be made. An argument very much I'm, could be made for the beach yeah. club because yeah. you not only have access to beaches and cream, but I think it's technically Disney's Yacht and Beach Club Resort singular that gives you Yachtsman Steakhouse. Ah, uh, see, you just kind of It gives you Storm Along Bay. Uh-huh. It yeah. gives you the marina, which you can not only take boat rides on Crescent Lake over by the Swan and Dolphin, beautiful at dusk. You Oh, wait. Time it right, you can catch the top of the fireworks with Fantasmic. Better yet, because you have access to everything, 
You take an Illuminations <sighs> pontoon boat cruise and you catch Illuminations from under the bridge, mm-hmm. right? Storm right. along Bay, Hurricane Hannah's, the two lounges, the lobbies. Oh, Cruise Cup. That that tells it right there. If we yeah. can go to Cruise Cup, then you can... Right? I kind of yeah, right. dig... I, you know, I, I like where you're going with Polynesian, but you could also make an argument for... I mean, same thing holds true, obviously, for Boardwalk, you know, any, right. any either of those. Um, but I think Storm Along Bay gives you... Because you, you've got a water park in your backyard. That's true. Uh, all right. Think about this, though. You've got you've got that like that scenario that you just laid out where you've got that wonderful multicolored drink with an umbrella in it and you put your feet in the sand and you can watch wishes and you can actually see all the fireworks and not, of course, just well, if you did the the pontoon, then, of course, you could see um, illuminations from that cruise as well. So that does kind of even right. that one out, doesn't right. it? Oh. I would love I would love and, and I'm wow. asking listeners, what is your trapped at Walt Disney World for a three-day weekend resort. And look, it could, for somebody, it is going to be all-star sports. Okay, wait, like, wait. There's another one, though. Well, there's lots if of, you, oh, listen, Wilderness, no, no, listen, no, no, I could no, make no, it a Wilderness Lodge. I could totally, no. what? You don't Grand like, Floridian. you hate Wilderness Lodge? What'd you say? Grand, no, Grand Floridian, because yeah. then you have access to the Grand One, and <laughs> you've got access goes. to. You no, know, you have access to the Grand <laughs> One. Not, <laughs> not everybody has access to Grand One. <laughs> Then you can actually can go to VNA or Citrico's or Narcoosie's, and you can still watch Wishes. All that wonderful food there and the the marina. Hello, Wilderness Lodge. You get <laughs> Whispering Canyon, heck of a lot of fun, and them skillets, Roaring Forks. You've got the 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 pool. You've got the fireplace. You've got that you can take the boat. You can go by Old River Country and Discovery Island, the geyser. The, the uh, ambiance. That's all the, my back. That's my backyard. You know, like, I, I'm going to Grand Floridian or Polly or Yacht Club. Dunk. I want to hear from people where they want to go. <laughs> Email me at lou at wdwradio.com or better yet, you can also come by the Facebook page, find a link, link to this week's podcast there uh, and comment there. Keep the conversation going at facebook.com slash wdwradio. What is the resort you would like to be trapped at? For a weekend, uh, Scott Williams love, love, love that question. What a great question. Yes, great and if you have a question like that, send those in because I, I like sort of imagining that. And maybe you know what? <gasps> Research okay. trip. Oh my God, we're doing back to back weekends. I mean, not together, <laughs> but I, I like this. I like this. All right, let's All right. Um, move on to a question from my buddy John Beal, who says I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I've been there from the been listening, been there from the beginning, listening to God help you, John. Every single episode, even since your predecessor podcast, I don't re- know if you remember me. Of course I do. But you used to call and email a ton back in 2008 and 2009. I'm still getting to your emails. I'm sorry if I'm a little late. Anyway, I have a shocking confession. After getting to college, I felt a little behind in my listening. And as a little, I mean a year and a half. He says, insert shame. <laughs> I know it's atrocious, but I'm back. Picking up from where I left off, episode number 131. After my mother informed me she's going to take me to Disney World for a week, I decided I needed to get caught up. Averaging two to three podcasts a day. God, John, that's a lot of Lou. I am determined to get back to the status of a true fan. Uh, Very soon, I have a ton of free time to listen. Listen, John, you're a friend no matter what. As for my question... For our upcoming trip to Walt Disney World, we are taking advantage of an offer giving us free quick service dining 
words which are music to my ears. When it comes to donning suggestions, I know you and even the not-so-great Becky Mankin. It said great, I inserted not-so, have given awesome advice on restaurants. But normally, those restaurants have been casual sit-down dining. So when it comes to quick service, I'm looking for some advice on the standout best places to eat. Good food and a fun atmosphere. I know this may be a bit of a different request, seeing most people ask about the more expensive dining experiences. Thanks for any help. It's great to listen again. I forgot how much I love your show, John Beal. John, it's great to have you back, and I forgot how much I loved hearing from you as well. All right, so Becky, I know this is sort of outside of your wheelhouse, right? But but sort of just be with the people for a minute, and let's talk wow. casual service, right? Casual dining, quick service restaurants in Walt Disney World. Now, when you think about this, uh, he didn't qualify it. He didn't say necessarily inside of a theme park. So... Hmm. Mm-hmm. Think about any of, or if you've ever even tried casual dining, favorite casual <laughs> dining, non-sit down in Walt Disney World. You can go park by park. You can pick one of your favorites. Go. It, it's been a long time since we've done one of these email shows because you are really getting your aggression out on me for, <laughs> from back time from what I was thinking. Um Okay, uh, the ones that kind of come to mind right away that that I enjoy and that I go to frequently, especially those are usually the places that you take me. <laughs> right, are... I was say because I drag you there. <laughs> exactly. Um, I I really do enjoy the places that have a little bit of offbeat menus and not just you know the the typical hamburger um, thing that's on menus like the the Contempo Cafe, the Contemporary. Mm-hmm. I do kind of enjoy that place. I love the Boardwalk Bakery. I. Because, of course, cinnamon rolls, you can't mm. beat cinnamon rolls. The new Boardwalk um, Bakery is awesome. The what? I'm sorry? The, the updated Boardwalk Bakery is oh, awesome, too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Sunshine Seasons. You, yeah. All right, I will say you did kind of turn me on to Sunshine Seasons because that's another place that, of course, has a menu that is much like the, the walk-in restaurants or the sit-down restaurants. It's, it's very... Um, uh, specialized to its location rather than, again, this chicken fingers and the, um, the typical theme park food. Um, I also like, for a stopover at Hollywood Studios, I like Backlot Express, mm-hmm. but that is a little bit more the t- typical food, but unless I need air conditioning than the commissary. <laughs> hey, I'm just being honest here. Um, I, I think that those are probably my my favorites. So there's a bunch of places that I like. And, and like you, I like locations that have something a little bit different. And I, I think you also need to sort of think not just inside the parks as well. So if I was sort of going park by park, uh, I think in Magic Kingdom, when it's open, I, I dig Tortuga Tavern because you can sort of get either the empty burrito or the empty taco bowl. And then you go to the Fixins Bar and you make it your own. And when I say make it your own, like six pounds of lettuce and tomatoes. So it's it's different. Uh, I think really in terms of quick service, the Be Our Guest restaurant, I actually think I like mm-hmm. better at lunch than I do I at do dinner. Too. I uh, totally I agree. I really, really like I mean, they've got quinoa. They've got tuna. They've got some really, really nice uh, sandwiches and entrees there. You've heard yeah. me say this ad nauseum in Epcot Center. Katsura Grill in Japan is my home away from home. If I'm going to die somewhere, I hope it's outside, sitting by the bamboo, looking at the people on the promenade, eating at Katsura Grill. Tangerine Cafe. I love the food there. 
Great mm. value. The shawarma platter. There's my Avengers plug. Um, <laughs> Yak and Yeti. Yak and Yeti outside oh, counter right. service. Oh, yeah. oh, two egg rolls, chicken fried rice, Yahtzee. Yep. You sit out back. I dig. Great idea. Couple other quickies. How could, lest we forget one of my favorite places, incredible value, Earl of Sandwich, downtown mm. Disney. Never been. Come on. Not walked my in, God. but I've never eaten there. I've my never God, eaten woman. There. Next time you come here, you're eating at Earl of Sandwich every day. I agree about <laughs> Contempo Cafe. Captain Cook's also, listen, Captain Cook's mm-hmm. for breakfast, you can get Tonga toast. You don't <gasps> have to, you don't have to go, you don't get the strawberry sauce, but you can get Tonga toast for about half off, just so you know. And Roaring know Forks that. over at mm. Wilton. Roaring Forks. There you go. Wow. So I learned something today. See that's we need to go eat. <laughs> yeah, and if you think do. that's a good question, when do you hear about Katie Mason's all the, she sent this all the way from the United Kingdom, which is still fascinating to me. Dear Lou, I hope to not be taking up much of your time. Never a bother. I uh, probably a busy day, but we didn't know where else to turn. Help us, Obi-Wan Kenobi. We are from the UK. <laughs> we are huge Disney fans, and there are many of you out there. We have taken six previous trips to Walt Disney World, so we feel like we know it pretty well. But it's my 21st birthday this year, so we're taking our first ever trip to Wachi. No, they're taking their first ever trip to Disneyland. <laughs> Ooh, so we were wondering, <laughs> here you go. I didn't plan it this way, but are there any can't-miss restaurants in Disneyland that we should book? We're there for only five days. You should be okay. We're thinking of breakfast at the Plaza Inn. That the Plaza Inn mini breakfast. She's 21, but still loves seeing the character, she says. But apart from that, we're pretty stuck. Thank you for taking the time to read this and for the show. We love it. Katie, love you. Happy birthday. Becky Mankin, back to back on different coasts. She's looking for some can't miss restaurants in Disneyland. I can tell you I'm smiling because there are many. <laughs> I know that there's... You can't really go wrong in Disneyland. There, there's so many great places to eat. And, of course, if you're looking at Disneyland being inside Disneyland itself, Blue Bayou is one of the ones that's a signature restaurant that you have to go in so you can see the boats go past you. And, of course, that whole New Orleans theming, which is very cool and great food. But for something a little bit more casual, I'm just going to go down my list and you can interrupt me anytime. You can't, you <laughs> can't read off every restaurant in Disneyland like I'm, I want to I'm, I'm, I'm going to go over my favorites. It's a little hard, but I'm going to do it. Um, outside of there, a little bit more casual is Cafe Orleans. If you yeah. want like a Monte Cristo sandwich, oh, it is um, to die for. And it, no calories, right? In Disneyland? Never. No calories in Disneyland, especially when you're talking about Monte Cristo. Um, um, I know what you're going to say right off the bat. If you're going over to um, California Adventure, you're going to say the Cozy Cone Motel. For you, you would just check in and stay there if they would let you because, of course, everything is better in a cone. So I will tell you that one. Um, for some of the fancier options, I, I have three that I really enjoy. I like Carthay Circle, mm-hmm. but I just like with um, Be Our Guest, I actually like lunch better than I like dinner over at Carthay Circle. Um or even just snacks in the lounge. Yeah, Remember the lo- menu oh, in the lounge? Mama. That's just if you have time, stop in the lounge, eat, you know, you order make, some of you the You make time. You make time in your lounge. <laughs> awesome. Um for another one of the the higher end, a lot of people really love Napa Rose. If you're a foodie, you really like wine, Napa Rose is is a wonderful experience, but I also like Steakhouse 55. I really like that location. I love the food. It's got a great breakfast and a great dinner over at Disneyland Hotel. 
Um, oh, wow. Character Dining, Plaza Inn, good, good choice there. Goofy's Kitchen, of course, is fun because you can't really turn away from peanut butter and jelly pizza. I mean, come on. Characters in peanut butter and jelly pizza? Um, and over there, too, at the Disneyland Hotel, who can forget for snacks and a beverage, Trader Sam's. Mm-hmm. Off the, off the top of my head. I love, love, love that location because there's a lot of show going around as well. And they have live entertainment in the evenings there at the hotel. Um, they've got just so many great options in and around the parks. And then you got downtown Disney. Right. I mean, let's not even forget all of the options that are there uh, between Catal, which I'm, I'm not sure. Have you gone to Catal? I have. I really, really enjoy Catal. It's got an, a, an interesting, eclectic menu. Um and I know that you like Jazz Kitchen. That's one of yeah. one of the ones that oh, a I lot dig. of people yeah, yeah. that go that direction. So I know I, d- I didn't list off every restaurant, but those are the ones that just come to mind as being some of my favorites and some of the places I really look forward to when I visit Disneyland. It's really starting. You, you cannot come on the show anymore because it's scary that how much <laughs> – We've, look, I, I love the dining <laughs> options in Disneyland. I, I've, I've fallen in love with the, with the parks. I have fallen in love with, with, the, with the food there. And you're right. It could very well be something as simple as a cozy cone, which, by the way, just so you know, they now <gasps> added breakfast cones, right? Oh, Chorizo and eggs, me? a Southwest scramble cone. I need to go to Disneyland just to try the two new breakfast cones I at the cozy cone I did not even hotel. know that they did that. I Brand had no new, idea. Like literally that. like today. Um, you you almost pretty much rattled off my list. I thought in the park, I thought mm. Blue Bayou, Cafe Orleans, mm. uh, Carthay Circle, uh, French Market, Storytellers Cafe, Steakhouse 55, Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen were the other ones on my list as well too. Uh, those are the mm-hmm. ones that sort of rose to the top. I really come, came to love Steakhouse 55 and yeah. have always had good meals at Storytellers as well, too. And they're not, you know, a place like Storytellers is great food and not very expensive either. No, it's actually really good. And like the the Fortis um, ravioli that they have over there, or I'm addicted to their Cobb salad during lunch. It's really great options that appeals to everybody in your family. They're going to have something on the menu that everyone's going to like. The other one that, dang it, it's just going to hit my head. But remember um, at California Adventure, the new um, quick serve that's over on the side over by... Oh my gosh! I don't. I can't remember the name. This is going to kill me because now I just brought it California up. California Adventure. Yeah. Can you be a little over, bit more specific? It's a big Paradise park. Pier. Right. Paradise Pier. Over if you're walking past aerials and you go back in that corner where we've been, where they have the spaghetti. Oh, um, and the, the 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 garden, the plaza area yes, back there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. A lot like the the beef skewers and just a whole <gasps> different. Again, another thing with a whole bunch of Rancho de Zocalo. And I just like saying it too. Rancho de Zocalo. You get a nice <laughs> monstrous like burrito thing in there too. I like Rancho de Zocalo a lot. A lot of different options back there. And then of course you can have anything if you don't want it in a cone. You can go over to the wharf and get the bread bowl. The first meal I ever had in Disneyland was the bread bowl in New Orleans Square. And <sighs> I wept because I sat there eating it by my I was by myself. I sat there eating it, and then Fantasmic just opened up its its wow. beautiful wings in front of me, and I wept because my bread bowl was empty. But I wept in a good way as well, too. So. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move we'll on do- to a question that 
probably has to do with food. This comes from Lauren. She is from Smithburg, Maryland. She says, hey, Lou, to start, I want to tell you how much I love your show. It makes the long workday go by so much faster. Thank you very much, even though you're obviously not paying attention to your work. Her question for you is simple. What moderate resort should my boyfriend and I stay at? We're going to be going to Walt Disney World later on this year, and we're just wondering where to stay. We were at Disney World last September, did it at the Caribbean Beach and loved it. We were thinking about staying at one of the Port Orleans resorts, but have heard mixed reviews. Should we stay at the hotel we already know, we know we like it, or do we try something new, and if so, which one? Thanks for all your hard work with the show. Thanks in advance, Lauren. So, Becky, they've been to Caribbean Beach. Mm-hmm. They're thinking, do we try something new? Do we stick with what we know works? Me, I'm a gambling man. Mr. Vegas. What movie? <laughs> what movie? It's, I, from, it's from Stripes. You've never even seen it. Anyway, <laughs> I say, look, you can't go wrong. And, and I love the moderate resorts a, a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I like Caribbean Beach. I think Coronado sometimes gets a, a bad rap as being a, a convention resort because I don't think it is. I think it's beautiful and I love the pool there too. Uh, but for me, I'm a Port Orleans kind of guy. And I think you can't go wrong with either Riverside or French Quarter. I like French Quarter in terms of its size. It's small. It's quaint. I love um, the, the sort of the jazz music in the in the lounge at night. But I do really have a tendency more for Riverside. Uh, I love Alligator Bayou. I love the pool area there. I love being on the Sasagula River. I also love Boatwright's Dining Hall, which is a very, very overlooked restaurant. And the quick service food there as well, too. Don't forget, too, you have Yeehaw Bob at night, carriage rides. I think Port Orleans Riverside is is a no-brainer. I, 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 it's one of my favorite resorts, moderate or otherwise. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with you. Try something new. If you enjoyed Caribbean Beach, great. But go over and, and give Port Orleans a shot because they're my favorites of the, res, of the moderate resorts as well. I'm... I might personally lean a little bit more toward French Quarter only because it's smaller, maybe a little bit more romantic. It's a personal taste for the theming. And, of course, French Quarter has beignets. Um, You can easily get over to Riverside from French Quarter because they are adjacent to each other. Um, But you can't go wrong with either Riverside or French Quarter. What I do really like about Riverside, not only you do have the restaurant, which uh, you don't have over at French Quarter, but at night – it's so well lit and it's mm-hmm. so well themed and it's it's just a, a really nice walk through there as well. I don't think you'll go wrong with either of those choices, and uh, but I would highly say try something new. Yeah, and, and again, if, even just simple things like access to the Sasagula, you can take a boat ride to, mm-hmm. to downtown Disney or just take a boat ride in a circle. It doesn't even matter. Uh, love those resorts, like you said, at night too. So yep. Uh, Paul Gricko from Mountain Lakes, New Jersey says, Hey, Lou, we've met several times now in the parks. My family and I are from New Jersey. I'm the guy that offered to buy you a pork roll. Of course I remember you, Paul. <laughs> We're coming down next month, and we booked dinner at Mickey's Backyard Barbecue. I have to be honest, I've never even heard of this event. Do you have any thoughts? Is it worth the higher cost, or would we be better served to spend that money on a quote-unquote better sit-down dinner? I can't find a lot of information on this dinner. Hope all is well. Keep up the great work on the show. We always enjoy listening. Paul from Mountain Lakes. So, Paul, I do remember you, and I do miss my pork roll. It's one of the few things <laughs> I actually miss about New Jersey. Mickey's Backyard Barbecue. It doesn't surprise me, and I don't mean this in a bad way, that you maybe haven't heard of it, because I don't think the Backyard Barbecue gets a lot of press. I don't think it gets a lot of love, but I do think it is, especially if you have kids and you didn't indicate whether you do, I think that you do, if I remember correctly, 
if you have kids and you, I think this is a lot of fun. It's an all you can eat character dance party with Mickey and Minnie. And it is what it sounds like. It's sort of like a, you know, your neighborhood outdoor picnic. It's in a covered open air pavilion over at Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort, which again, you know, I love. There's uh, a band playing sort of country Western music. There's line dancing and rope tricks, a lot of stuff for kids to do. The prices, I believe, run about $55 for adults, about $32 for kids. And there is sort of that all-you-can-eat, you know, picnic food. There's barbecue chicken and pork ribs and hot dogs and hamburgers and cowboy beans. And I remember awesome macaroni and cheese. <laughs> so um, <laughs> there is uh, lemonade. I think there's, I think they serve beer and wine, but that's it. So it's lemonade, iced tea, beer and wine. Uh, characters I know don't come to the tables, but they are out there for dancing. It's a lot of fun. It's really much more of an interactive kind of thing. Your kids can get out there. And look, Becky, you've heard me talk about how much I love visiting Fort Wilderness. Even if you're not staying mm -hmm. there, you can take your kids, you show them the barn, you show them the horses. There's the, the blacksmith shop. Lots of fun stuff to do there. Uh, I've done the backyard barbecue for an event uh, about a year ago and then hadn't really done it for a number of years beforehand. Uh, I think especially if you have kids or or this is sort of your thing, I like the backyard barbecue a lot. Um, my only suggestion is, you know, sometimes it can get a little hot in, in Florida, like in the middle of August, but you go during other times of year, you get a nice cool breeze, you're outside, it is a lot of fun. Yeah, I've I've heard a lot of fun things about this, like you said, especially for families with young kids, especially. Uh, I have not done the backyard barbecue myself. I, I think that people in the Fort Wilderness area tend to be more drawn to the hoop-dee-doo, which, of course, a.k.a. to me is the flying buckets of chicken. Um, so you kind of forget that the backyard barbecue exists. It's just not one of those that I think it gets a it doesn't get as much attention as hoop-dee-doo does. But um, from the uh, feedback that I've had on it, the food is is good, the entertainment is good, and I mean, look, what you're paying for a, a typical character breakfast, this really isn't that much more in terms of cost, and it really is one of those quintessential Disney experiences with the characters, so not something you're going to find at any of the quote-unquote better sit-down restaurants, so I, I think it's worth a try. Go and, and check it out and have a good time and dance the night away with Mickey and Minnie. <laughs> You're like, I ain't going, but you guys can go have fun. <laughs> well, I, and, and I, you know, I like it too because it's very much, you know, you don't sit at sort of your own table. They're sort of the long picnic tables, you know, so you are going to hopefully either, especially if you, if you travel with a big group, it's a lot of fun too. If not, you'll make friends and meet friends there too. It, it very much has, and it's obviously appropriate for, for wellness, very much sort of a, a community feel for it. You know, and I think that's what, what I like about it, too. You know, the characters I think you'll have are, are I believe it's, it's sort of the Fab Four Plus. It's Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald. It's a Fab, fab Five. I think Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Donald, Pluto, and I think Chip and Dale are there as well, too. So okay. uh, you can stick it to the man because it's all you can eat. And the ribs and the chicken <laughs> is good stuff. Uh, I know they also do special stuff on Thanksgiving and Christmas, I still believe, too. The one thing you have to remember, Paul, is make sure you give yourself enough time to get there. Remember, you can't park at the backyard barbecue. You need to park up front and then take a bus into the back uh, area where the backyard barbecue is. But I love, I was just at, at Trails End uh, a few nights ago. I love eating there and then wandering around a little bit. And kids can go to the playground or you walk over by the marina or you stop at Crockett's Tavern, whatever it may be. Really, I have to do a sort of a full show on. And, and I'm going to make Becky stay 
and spend the day at Fort Wilderness. In the cabins. Because you know what? <laughs> There's no concierge level there. Wow. So right. this, and but I think I'll just you, have to, I'll live you, broadcast, I'll stream it. the whole thing all wow. day. We'll just put a live webcam on you all day <laughs> and strap it to you. So Okay, well, I, I will take you up, though, on going to do the backyard barbecue, because that would be interesting to do, of course, not in, in the um, throes of summer. That's all I'm asking. Uh, we can do that. <laughs> we can do that. All right. A couple more. Let's get to uh, Dan Luciano says, hey, Lou, I can't get enough of some of your sayings. Peeling back the layers of the onion, the elephant in the room, and my favorite. So sit back, relax, and enjoy dot, dot, dot. I do need to ask this question, though. If you could stay at Disney World only one more time with your family, as if I'm going to prison or space, and you could only choose between <laughs> the Animal Kingdom Lodge, not that I'm planning on going to either, you can choose between the Animal Kingdom Lodge and the Yacht Club. Which would you choose or and why? <sighs> Taking into consideration, the Yacht Club is a little bit more money. So simple question. It's A or B. Another one of these. Another one of these questions. Dak I believe Lodge, this is not fair. Dak Lodge or Yacht Club? This is not fair. Uh, you can only stay uh, one more time with your family. You can only choose between those two. Let's not okay. drag this out. Pick one. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, uh, um, right. stop making gonna, that so stop making that sound and pick one i'm gonna go uh, because of the different experiences you can have within walking distance i'm gonna say yacht club okay Pro proximity to the park the he didn't say you were area, stranded there he didn't say you here <laughs> illuminations i know but i love i love the yacht club and I, I i love the beach club you know that but the yacht club i i will say is growing on me the the colors in the rooms. I love the dark woods and the darker colors and the, the theming over there. And just being able to wake up, <clears throat> especially if you have um, a, a view of the, uh, the over on the side of the boardwalk area, you can open up your, your window in the morning and listen to the boats. And it's just got that wonderful sound. But then again, you got Animal Kingdom because you got Savannah Room and you, you can see creatures walking past your window at night. I, you know what? I'll, I'll stick with yacht, but that's a tough one. Well, that's the only because last time we went to Sanaa, you were pointing at the window and go, I want to eat that one. And they told I you that's not how it worked. That's, it, <laughs> that wasn't me, if you remember correctly. That was I, not listen, me. That was the eight-year-old in, the, I, in um, the table next to you. I, I like both those resorts, too. Uh, I, I, there are things I like about Animal Kingdom Lodge. Uh, there are things I like a little bit more about the Yacht Club. And I think location, location, location is a big yeah. one. Uh, dining options. I, look, I am in love with Sanaa, and I think Boma is one of the best meals, especially breakfasts in Walt Disney World. I like the Mara. I like the pool. But I, I think I would give a little bit more of a nod to the Yacht Club. So, all right, you move got on. Yachtsman. You got Yachtsman. Yachtsman, right Yachtsman there. Steakhouse. And Beaches and Cream, because if I gotta gotta do a Sunday Beach, now. Oh, right. the burgers of Beaches and Cream. Yeah. Forget the, the steaks. Yikes. Oh, well, that, listen, that's a debate for another day. All right. Um, <laughs> Weston Wallace, who is Imagineering Geek 99 in the box in the forum, says, Hey, Lou, I'm a big fan of the show. You to me are oh, the, you to me are the ultimate Disney king. I, did, Beck, did I pay you to say I've had a trip booked to Disney World in December, and I'm wondering what the chances are of me being able to use the My Magic Plus Magic Bands. At the moment, I'm booked with Magic Your Way. Will I be transferred automatically from Magic Your Way to the My Magic Plus bands. Thanks in advance to your time. So obviously, Becky, Disney is in the process of continuing to test and, and slowly roll out the My Magic bands. In the past mm -hmm. few weeks, they've really become sort of prevalent. I've seen them a lot on people in the parks and resorts. But 
what for people who are planning trips in the next few months, is this something that is going to happen automatically? Automat automatically is everybody <laughs> going to get them, or is it still sort of a hit or miss? All right, right now, as of today, and this could change in the next hour or in the next month or the next day, um, they are still in the beta test phase, but it is opening up every day. So, what I would suggest you do is, if you if you did not book with a vacation planner. You can do this on your own, but if you have a vacation planner, they can help you through these steps. Take your reservation number and go to the mydisneyexperience.com website, and you can put the res number in there, and it will tell you if you're going to be able to get the bands during the beta testing for the dates. <clears throat> that will, and I want to make sure that you understand that your Magic Your Way package is will include the magic bands if it's within the dates and the test period or they have rolled it out by that time. It's not different. So magic bands is not a separate um, package from Magic Your Way. The magic bands are just going to be something that you will be able to experience during your Magic Your Way package once, of course, it's rolled out to everybody. Um, I have not heard, you may have heard uh, if there's an actual ETA for a full rollout, but I know that they're doing a really good job of taking this slowly and testing it and allowing people to to find some of the holes and some of the bugs so they can fix them so that there's not uh, you know a, any negative ramifications to everybody as a whole because they're trying to figure out what works, what doesn't, what they can tweak for the best guest experience at the end of the day. And I, I was lucky enough to try it on my last trip. I was uh, part of the beta test and I had um, some good experiences with it. There are some things that it bugs me to have something on my wrist. Um, it's, you know, it's kind of cumbersome right now, but to be able to, especially for food and wine, to be able to walk up and just go, Hey, yeah, I'll have that glass of wine and, <laughs> and tap it. And they had special, um, kiosks at the, or special, uh, checkouts at different kiosks that you just use your magic bands to, to, um, to check out. So it did make things faster for me. Uh, going in with your tickets on the magic band, you just you know swipe it against the um, the tapper and then put your finger down and you walk right in. It seems to be uh, catching on. The, the cast members seem to be uh, going through the experience and they're finding, like I said, they're they're fixing the the holes as they find them. Hopefully by December they would have something available or they would have it rolled out. But of course we just don't know that, but go check and see if you're part of the test by putting that in at the, my magic experience, my Disney experience.com, put it in there. You'll be able to see if you'll be able to qualify for magic bands at this point. Awesome. All right, let's get through uh, two more real quick ones before we go. Uh, David Colson says, Lou, thanks for the awesome show. I much like Becky, it really says that. Enjoy a cocktail or three here and there. As a professional <laughs> musician, I am embarrassed to say that I have yet to hear the orchestra at the Grand yeah. Floridian. It's an overlooked experience. Go back a couple of shows, listen to our top 10 things we love about Disney's Grand Floridian Resort. You will hear me talk about the Grand Floridian Society Orchestra. Is there a place to procure a manly libation while enjoying the Grand Floridian Orchestra? David, you're in luck because right behind the orchestra stand is Meisner's Lounge. I was actually just there with a friend a couple of weeks ago. I really like Meisner's a, a lot, especially having that music in the background. They've got some TVs if, if your favorite sports thing is there. But it, it's it's a um, it's a very quiet, reserved kind of place. It's it's nice and dark in there, and there's little, nice, comfortable chairs. You can bring us a, a small group in there as well, too. 
really like Meisner's Lounge at the Grand Floridian. Uh, Hunter Jonas, last question of the day. He says, Lou, I had the steak at La Cellier, and it was awesome. Where is another great steak place for my anniversary? It's a big deal, so Becky, don't blow it. It's going to be my 20th, and I want to make it special, so please respond and don't ruin what I spent 20 years trying to build up. I, I added that last part there. So, Becky, <laughs> your number one nope. favorite steak place for an anniversary in Walt Disney World, go. Because of the view, it overshoots my second favorite steak on property right now. We just had it at the California Grill. Wow. I had Look an amazing, I had an amazing, I blow my mind, amazing um, filet mignon there. And it was incredible. And they have such a wonderful special dessert um, <laughs> menu that was really hard to, um, to overlook. And because of the view and being able to go out after dinner and go see wishes from, you know, the, the different viewpoints, because it's a celebration, that's, I think, where I would choose. So I thought you were going to say Yachtsman, which I believe is actually better than La Cellier. And that's taking nothing. Yes. Look, it, it's taking nothing away from La Cellier. However, I will stand firm. And I, and I like the fact because it's overlooked and most people don't even know that it's there. I know what you're going to say. You know what I'm going to say? Because we've been there before. Mm-hmm. We've enjoyed steak for many hours together. But I believe that Shula's at the Dolphin is far and away the best steak on property. Right. And it's the best and I think it's, it's also the best, look, you want a steak experience? Like, it's all about the meat, man. Like, it's, and I mean that in a good way. <laughs> um, I, I like that restaurant a lot. I like the, the ambiance. Like I like the ordering. I like the presentation. Like from the football. That's, that's what you No, like. I, but I like the presentation <laughs> because they bring yeah. the, the, Look, it's almost like a steak sommelier. He brings over the the steaks. He explains them to you, the way they're cooked. You see the thickness. He explains the differences in the textures and the flavors. They not only pair okay. your steaks with wine, but they pair your steak with some amazing side dishes as well, too, that are big enough for sharing. Look, lobster mac and cheese, need I say more, <laughs> potatoes that are the size of footballs, and... Because it's in a resort, Becky, that I think a lot of people don't think about. It's not on the radar. It's oftentimes not all that difficult to get a reservation there. So whether you're going for romance or you're going with friends or you're going, look, you go solo. It doesn't. I like Shula's a lot. Now, I'm going to I'm going to beg to differ with you on this this point only because I'm, I'm with you on Shula's because that was you're right. By far, I think that that is probably the best steak on on property with Yachtsman a a second there. However, the reason that I'm going to California Grill is because of the anniversary. It's it's the romance, which I don't think – Shula's is not romantic, really. I mean, think about it. No, what? Is it? Come on. Is that that your your – Wait a second. First of all, first (laughs) of all – and look, it – it's it's got very dark woods. It's got you know the beautiful sort of the 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 deep rich like oak floor like, Footballs. but but there's all right. There are there are images of the Miami Dolphins. You know, but the, it's not like a sports bar. But far right. from it. I mean, it's a very sort of quiet. Uh, it's very classy. Right. I, I almost would say sort of almost masculine in its decor, but I I think the food and the ambiance and the service is exceptional. <sighs> 
it's an anniversary. So it's, you got to make the, you got to have the experience, something that's special on the side of it. So you want something special? All right. So listen, do it. All right. You want something special? Here you go. This is, this is how you do it. You go into Shula's, right? You get a nice bottle of wine. You have maybe a little seared ahi tuna appetizer, some oh, lobster bisque that, yeah. or the nice big wedge, right? The big wedge salad. Mm-hmm. You do a little filet, a porterhouse, a four-pound main lobster or the Australian lobster tail. You really want to go crazy, like, and it's crazy because it's like $130 for a lobster tail. <laughs> uh, I think it's actually crab, ma- maybe it's crab macaroni and cheese, right? The 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 spinach, the mushroom, that I listen. I'll go toe to toe. Food? Are we going for about, dining experience, or are we going steak for steak? This all right for steak for steak is different. This is experience, though, because again, it's an anniversary. It's a celebration. Well, listen, so they're going to be there for a couple of days. If right? you go to Shula's, all right, hold on. Go so to why don't go to California Grill for meal. the sushi and the pork, and go to Shula's for the steak? Okay, so. Let's 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 go down your path for a second here. Let's go to Shula's. It's a for good dinner. path. Listen, then take out. the journey with me. It's a good path Sit to back, be on. I relax, can't. I'm excited. And listen to Becky. <laughs> All right. So that just does not have the same ring to it. But go ahead. You have you have dinner, and then you have a nice, wonderful, quiet stroll over to the yacht club, where you get on your patoon boat that takes you to the Illuminations cruise, just the two of you to have that romantic anniversary piece tied on to the end. Or you just spend like five hours in Shula's because you're going to eat so well. (gasps) Becky, you know, and you love the molten chocolate lava cake. (laughs) Let let me speak your language. Let me sort of talk to you in your language. You did that with ahi tuna. To, that's right. where you wanted to try to turn me was on the ahi tuna. Now you're trying to take you, it home. Uh, you <laughs> cannot take away the view from the California Grill. There is nothing else like it. There is nothing else like it, even in a rainstorm. We've been there, and it's still magnificent. Mm-hmm. But if you're going, if you want to say, hey, I like my wife, she wants a good, nice steak. She or if, And this is the question. Well, let's end the show this way. Let's end the segment this way. <laughs> Let's leave it to the listeners. Simple. Best steak on property. Best steak in Walt Disney World. There might be, look, somebody might say, listen, I think that, you know, Kona. Look, Kona's got an awesome teriyaki steak, by the way. It, I haven't had that in many, many moons. It's not Shula's, but I'm just saying. I, uh, listen, Shula's is worth the trip. Yeah, it is. I, I say this all the time. Look, Maybe not on an anniversary. I have not. I, I, I have not steered you wrong. I have brought you to the dolphin on occasion. I have shown you the love. I have shown you the majesty that is Blue Zoo. Right? How long have you been married? I, checking. <laughs> I've shown oh. you the joy, the joy of Shula's. I have shown you the 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 simple pleasures of of the fountain and the burgers and the buffalo chicken salad. The twenty four hour joy that is Peekaboo. <laughs> Right? Kimonos, for the love of all things sacred, woman. <laughs> the best sushi. Well, maybe not anymore. Still the best sushi on yeah. property. Best Italian food, Il Molino. I, look, I'm, I'm throwing my hands up in the air. I, <laughs> just, I'm waving again. them like I just don't care. <laughs> Question for the listeners. Best steak on property. Email me, Lou at W. Better yet, tweet for me an anniversary. at Lou Mangello. <laughs> look, I don't care if you're going to celebrate whatever you do you listen you go to shula's you make it a celebration 
<laughs> it's going to be a salt. Go hungry. Wear stretchy pants. I think everybody should just go in yoga pants. Happy anniversary. Have a football. Just go, listen. <laughs> go in yoga pants, whether you're a man or a woman. Go in yoga pants to Shula's, and I promise. Yeah. You, that's romantic. It's a good look for you, but you'll need it. Uh, best take on property, Facebook slash dot com slash WW Radio. Tweet me at Lou Mangiello or email me. Call the voicemail, 407-900-9391. Yeah. Make your argument, right? Wait, wait. Be as and passionate about your stake as I am. And if you're agreeing with me about the anniversary part, ladies, hello. Fine. Include me at Becky underscore mouse fan because I want to see this go. I want I want to I want to see the, ladies, the, the girls standing up ladies, saying, you know what? I'm, Romance on my anniversary. Hunter, I'm just telling you, you take <laughs> your lady to Shula's, she will love you for the next 25 years, 20 years. If you think she loves you now, just wait. She already loves him. She already loves just him. We wait. know that part. Yeah, Certified yeah, yeah. Right. Angus Again. beef. <laughs> Shula's and then Illuminations Cruise or just walk, have a romantic walk over and watch Illuminations from Critics' Choice for Orlando's Best High-End Steakhouse. Good night, everybody. Shula's. (laughs) Shula's. I'm going, listen, I'm going for a steak. You need to go to mousefantravel.com and visit Becky and her team of agents who will, listen, if you force them to, they'll let you go to Shula's, but I'm telling you, it's awesome. Wow. You know what? Between this, this is, I know this is going to be a thing from now on. I know that this, this we're going to, listen, forever. the next time you come yeah. here, we're going to eat some steak, woman. That's like a week. You realize that. It's good. I'm now going. I have, you know what? After this segment, I, I've got to like hide this from my husband between the whole anniversary thing. And then, of course, I, I still have to now explain to him that I don't have 29 bricks for. And 29 it. different men's names exactly. on the brick. Exactly. That's my point. <laughs> What a- I'm going to start photoshopping Becky and Umberto. <laughs> Becky and... Yeah. All right, Becky Mankin. Listen, we've got thousands, and by thousands, I mean dozens and or hundreds of emails still to get to. I'm going to have you back on soon. We'll have you back in Walt Disney World soon for my Shula Steak, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. <laughs> I am looking forward to it. Roast garlic yep. mashed potatoes. Right? Oh, the oh, double see, baked potato. See, but the cool part is you, we can do that because it's not our anniversary. Just saying. Are you are you a fillet person or like a Kansas City sirloin or like a, a porterhouse? Yeah, fillet any day. The perfect fillet, eight ounce, beautiful, medium nice rare, wedge, nice wedge, nice wedge with blue cheese and yep. bacon, a little ahi tuna, yeah. nice yeah. bottle of wine. Oh, give me a nice I'm in. I'm in. It's not our. Time once again for our Walt Disney World Trivia Question of the Week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history, trivia, or see how well you pay attention to the details in what you see, or maybe even in what you hear around the parks, You then can enter for a chance to win a Disney prize package. Before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week, there was a lot of buzz about Avatar coming to Disney's Animal Kingdom, and I was talking about how that park is not just one to be savored and enjoyed and explored, because it really is not a zoo, but it also includes some of Walt Disney World's most thrilling attractions, including Dinosaur. And I said along the way, you encounter a number of different dinos on the attraction, 
but you're only supposed to bring back one. And your question was simple. Tell me, what kind of dinosaur did you bring back from your trip to the Cretaceous period? You know, of course, the answer was the Iguanodon. Hundreds of you entered, got it correct, and last week's winner was Lana Dennerly. So, Lana, congratulations. Send me your address. I'll get your prize package out to you right away. If you played last week and didn't win, thanks so much for playing, but don't worry, because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Trivia Challenge. So on the show this week, I talked about my love of Port Orleans Riverside, partly because of the table service restaurant Boatwrights. And that French Quarter was lacking that one element, that sit-down restaurant. But did you know that at one time, French Quarter had its own table service restaurant? And if you did, that's good, because it's this week's question. Simply tell me the name of the table service restaurant that once existed at Port Orleans French Quarter. You have until Sunday... October 27th at 11.59 p.m. to send your answer to contest at wdwradio.com. This week, you'll be playing for a package that includes all six of my audio walking tours of the Magic Kingdom, a WDW Radio luggage tag, a button, a Halloween sorcerer's card from the Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, and a WDW Radio mystery ticket. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks again for taking the time and tuning in this and every week. In addition to the podcast, which you can subscribe to over on iTunes, be sure to visit the website over at www.radio.com. There you can read our multiple daily blog posts, check out new videos, subscribe to our newsletter, download the free WW Radio app, and lots more. Also, be sure and join us every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WW Radio Live, where you can watch and chat as I talk about this week's Walt Disney World news. You can also connect with me on Twitter. I'm at Lou Mangiello. And like our page over on Facebook.com slash WW Radio. You can also call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-WDW1. Or email me with a question you want answered on the show at Lou at WDWRadio.com. Thanks again to Becky from Mouse Fan Travel for coming on the show. As you know, Mouse Fan Travel is my official recommended travel provider because it's who I use. So Becky and her team of agents can help you whether you're coming to Disney World, Land, Adventures by Disney, or on the Disney Cruise Line. Get a free no-obligation quote by visiting mousefantravel.com. As always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, please help spread the word. Let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Come by our Facebook page. Comment on this week's show. Leave your thoughts or suggestions there as well. And please come by, rate and review the show and the app over on iTunes. And I also want to say thank you once again for allowing me to share my passion for Disney with you through the show and so many other ways each and every week. And I want you to live the life you dream of, right? And it may be a long road to get there, but it and everything is worth waiting for. Don't rush. Refuse to settle. Never quit and always have faith. Have a great week, everybody. So until next time, see ya. You've got